Welcome to the Grace Place Weekly Podcast. No matter your size, age, shade, or background, here you'll receive compelling lessons suited to help guide your walk with Christ and your relationships with others. Please join us now for this week's podcast, recorded live from Grace Place in St. Paul, Minnesota. This uh, is called Trespassing on the Law. My family has a hunting cabin in a very rural area. Our land borders part of a national forest, and there is another piece of private property on the other side of the national forest land. Nobody in my family has ever met the person or people who owns this other property. Because the property lines are difficult to follow when you're walking through the forest. My dad has mapped all of the boundaries with his GPS unit so we know exactly where the boundaries are. One day during deer hunting season, I'm in my deer stand on national forest land when a man rides directly under my stand with his ATV. Hey, get off my property or I'll call the cops. Me, realizing he must be the owner of the neighboring property, I said, sir, I'm on national forest land. No, you are not. That's it. I'm calling the Department of Natural Resources. Stay here, and we'll get an officer out here to take care of this. The man rides away. I assume he's going to his cabin to make his call. And knowing that I have done nothing wrong, I stay in my stand. About an hour later, the man returns with the DNR officer. Here we are. As you can see, this man here has been on my property all day. Well, let's look at the GPS, the officer said. He checks his GPS unit. Sir, according to my GPS, this stand is actually on national forest land. No, it isn't. I mapped the boundary line out last year and put up no trespassing signs all along the line. Come on over and I'll show you the closest sign. We all walk over to the man's no trespassing sign and the officer checks his GPS again and says, actually, this sign is also on national forest land. And since it's illegal to put private no trespassing signs on national forest land, you are trespassing. I'm going to have to write you out a citation for that. I thanked the officer and walked back to my cabin, fighting to contain my laughter until I was well out of hearing range. I've continued hunting in that same spot for several years since that story took place and have never seen any sign of the man since. When God placed the man in the garden and made the woman from the man, he told them that they could eat of any tree in the garden except for the tree that was in the midst of the garden. And when they eventually ate from the fruit of the tree, he told them not to eat from. What they had done was they had trespassed and they had gone and taken something 
that didn't belong to them and had gone into an area of knowledge that wasn't theirs to go into yet. I could go outside after service, <clears throat> pick up a stick, and hit a rock with it. And it wouldn't be wrong, it wouldn't be incorrect, it would be unusual, but not incorrect, not out of order. But when the people of God were in Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, and there was no water, they began to complain about the fact they had no water. Moses went to the Lord, and God told Moses, speak to the rock, and the water will flow, and the people can drink. But Moses, when he became irritated with the attitude of the people and the words that they said to him, he began to strike the rock with his stick. And even though there's nothing particularly specifically wrong with doing something like that, he was trespassing, and he was engaging in activity that was not his to engage in. After uh, people asked Jesus how to pray, one of the things he said was, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who've trespassed against us. He didn't say, forgive us our sins, forgive our trespasses. When I graduated high school, I began looking for work, and I found a part-time job working at a cranberry marsh in Shell Lake, Wisconsin. And the first day I was there, I was out swooping cranberries, you know, $5 an hour. And um, the foreman warned me and he said, now don't walk too far over to the side. Be careful because if you walk over there, there's a ditch and it's very deep. And I disobeyed and I didn't pay attention to what I was doing, where I was going. And I began to walk and make my way closer to where he said not to go. And I went under the water. Water went into my waders. I had cranberries down in my, my pants. And it was cold. And I had to work all day like that. I had trespassed. I went where I should not have gone. I think that a lot of times in the uh, messages I've been given in uh, Christian school and things like that, that people confused consequences for trespassing for consequences for disobedience. I had to walk around with uh, cold water down my pants, on my neck, because I had trespassed, not because I disobeyed. Um, I think that sometimes 
people confused that and they think that something happened, something bad happened to someone or not good happened to someone because they disobeyed God when in fact the reason God said something was his instructions were to prevent them from the consequences of trespassing. Do you know that it's my belief, and I may be way off here, but I think that when people are tempted, most of the time, they aren't tempted with evil, they're tempted with goodness. Because most people want to be good. They don't want to be evil. And so when they are tempted, I think most of the time, we are tempted with goodness. The problem is that we don't know what we're doing. And uh, I think that, that when people begin to attempt to get to a place that's good or, or make, uh, make a situation better, that they end up a lot of times making the solution worse than the problem was initially. There's a way that things have to be done. There's an order. Jesus said, no man comes to the Father but by me. If any man goes any other way. Wouldn't it be good if I built a house for the Lord? Yes. It would be good, David, but you're a man of war and blood. If you did it, you would be out of order. You would be trespassing. But it's good that you thought about it. Wouldn't it be good if we sold this perfume and took the proceeds from the sale and gave it to the poor? Wouldn't that be good? Yeah, it would be good. It's good to give money to the poor, but Jesus said, the poor are going to always be here. I'm not always going to be here. The king is not always going to be here. We could never get anywhere on our own. When David was confronted by Nathan, and Nathan said, David, you're the man who did this. You took something that wasn't yours. You went into territory that didn't belong to you. You took someone's property and you took another man's life. David went to God and he said this. And this has always been an interesting thing, interesting thing that David said. He said, behold, in other words, take a look, take, take a look, take notice. God, I want you to know that I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Was he saying that what he did wasn't wrong? No. But he was also pointing out the fact that he was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. This is my state. 
I didn't ask to be born this way, but I was. Paul said, when I try to do good, evil is present with me. The good that I want to do, I find myself not doing. And that which I really don't want to do, I end up doing. Thank you. Appreciate that. This is our condition. What is a brother to do? In Deuteronomy, there was a man named, uh, well, some people call him uh, uh, the mighty hunter. And they said, and I think there was this idea that he was a hunter of uh, animals. His name, uh, what am I doing? His name was Nimrod. I'm not going to leave you hanging. His name was Nimrod. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, the Bible says. But what he ended up hunting was God. And he said, I'm going to build a tower. I'm going to build this thing with the help of all these people. We're going to build it all the way up to God. And I'm going to go into the heavens. I'm, like Lucifer said, I'm going to ascend into the heavens. I'm going to exalt my throne above the stars of God. And God said, you're trespassing. And when they built, began to build that tower and make it magnificent and they had all these plans, God said, they're going to be able to do this unless we intervene. So they went down, confused their languages, and dispersed them, and that's how we have the nations today. But what God was saying was, this doesn't belong to you. You don't come to me this way. I'll tell you what. I'll come to you where you're at. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Salvation belongs to our God. Only he could do this. This was territory that belonged to him. And he came to us. And he grew in stature and favor with God and man. He turned the water into wine, Cana at a wedding party. He came down from the mount after the Sermon on the Mount into the town, and a leper came up to him, and he touched him and said, Be clean, and that leper was cleansed. He came to us and walked on the water during the storm. He walked on the waves of Galilee. He came to us and healed the blind, preached good news to the poor, 
set at liberty those who were oppressed. He came to a town called Capernaum, and he saw his four men opened up the roof and let down their friend who was paralyzed. And when he saw that man, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. And when the scribes began to think in their hearts, this man is trespassing. This is territory that doesn't belong to him. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus said, so that you will know that forgiving sins is in my territory, which is easier, to forgive sins or to say, rise up and walk? And the man picked up his mat and walked home. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4, it says this, but God being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him. Lucifer, you don't, this isn't your territory, but not, hey folks. Raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Toward us. He came to us. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not of works, so that no one has cause to boast. Amen. Give me a good amen. <laughs> when fear comes to you, you know what you can say? I've been purchased and redeemed. I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. I'm God's property now. You're trespassing. Get out of here. When doubt comes moseying up to you, I think I... I never say moseying. I, I think I said that. I think I said that because when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about Yosemite Sam. When doubt comes moseying up to you, you can say, I'm God's property now. You're trespassing. Go away. When condemnation comes to you, you can say, hey, I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. My, <laughs> the spirit cries, I'm a father. I belong to him. You're trespassing. You're out of order. When guilt comes up to you, say, get lost. You're on God's land now. This isn't your jurisdiction. I'm God's property. You're trespassing. Amen. When Zacchaeus said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repent. I'm going to change my mind. I'm not going to do the things I've done. I'm not going to rob people anymore and anybody I've wronged. I'm going to repay them sixfold. Jesus said, today salvation has come to this house because salvation belongs to our God and to the Lamb.
If you love him, can you praise him? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor's not here. Joseph Prince isn't here. Ziggy Jakes isn't here. But the Lamb is here. Amen. God Almighty is here. And we are here together. In the Old Covenant, back in the day, there were two sections. One was called the Holy Place. The second section was called the Most Holy Place. And the priests could walk into the first section. They could perform their duties, but they could not walk into the Most Holy Place. Because if they had, they would have been guilty of trespassing. When the lamb was slain and the blood flowed, the veil was ripped from the top all the way to the bottom, and now we come boldly before the throne of grace in confidence and freedom because we're not trespassing anymore. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. I thank God for that. I'm not going to yell just to yell. I'm not going to shout just to shout, but amen. Let's give the Lord a shout today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Victory. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. <laughs> when that guilt and condemnation comes to me and says, you shouldn't be praying, I look to the crimson stream of blood. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you love him, will you stand today and give him one last hand clap of praise? I remember one time, someone said to me, I was very young, I was just maybe about this high. I had these thick Coke bottle glasses. And um, they said, uh, this authority figure said to me, you belong to this school. Don't be running away. Because I used to like to run away and hide under the bus or out in the woods or something. And I was getting other kids to do it with me. And they were getting aggravated with me. You belong to this school, Jonathan. You should not be doing this. I don't want you doing this anymore. I looked at him and I said, I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. <laughs> what could they say? You know, it's a Christian school. No, you don't. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we can stand on holy ground today. Amen. Joy, peace, righteousness, amen. Those things belong right here. It's not trespassing. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you today for everything you've done, for all your blessing. You are our reward. You are our portion. Thank you, Lord, that you have done all these great things and you have paid the price. Lord, you did it all. Amen. When you said it was finished, it was finished. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you would bless us today and keep us safe on our way back home. In your lovely name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes. To learn more about Grace Place, please visit our website at graceplacemn.org. Thanks for listening.
May God bless you this week.